Hi, and welcome back to C Myers Live. My name is Brian McHenry, and I'm a principal with C Myers Corporation. And I'm Dan Myers. I'm a vice president, senior consultant with C Myers organization. Today, kind of a little bit of a reversal for us. I'm usually being interviewed, but I have the pleasure of interviewing Brian today on strategic people planning. And, and Brian, you've been doing a lot of work in this area. I think you recently gave a speech and you're getting some questions on this. So tell us why an organization should develop a strategic people plan. Yeah, it's a it's a good question, and and we have been getting a lot of questions on this. And the the reason why is what what we're hearing from a lot of CEOs out there is that the outside world is moving faster than they are, and they want to change that. And certainly, when you think about what's happening in the outside world, you know, inflation and war in Ukraine and cryptocurrency, and and of course the list goes on and on and on. There is certainly a lot of change occurring. Underpinning all of that in all those changes is, is also what's happening with talent. And talent's really directly related to an organization's ability to take advantage of opportunities and mitigate risks. So this is where the strategic people planning piece is coming in because organizations are looking at it and saying, well, we know we wanna keep getting better. We know the world is moving faster. So we need to be more strategic about our approach to our people. You can also think of this as executive succession planning. That's another another way that organizations will describe it. The other reason we think this is important is because it's all part of continuous business model optimization. So we again, going back to let's take a more strategic approach when we look at our people. So that's the that's a, you know, some of the big reasons why more organizations are focusing on this and asking questions about how they can they can get better at it. All right, so how how does an organization approach this? What does that look like? Yeah, so uh, the way they approach this is uh, not lightly. Um, it's a it's a big endeavor. Uh, it, it, you know, when when an organization approaches this, they should think of it as a as a strategic initiative that gets equal weight and priority and focus as any other strategic initiative that they're they're starting on and working on. One thing I'll say is, how do they get started? Let me talk about a way not to get started. A lot of times when organizations start looking at their strategic people plans, they go right to their org chart first. And they look at it and it's messy. They're like, it, it's built for an organization maybe half our size, or it's been Frankenstein together as new, new needs and, and initiatives and focus have come together and they've had to create roles or they've had transitions. So it just got really messy and it's not clear. So they'll start by saying, oh, well, we can do, we can take care of this. Let's just clean it up, make it easier to understand. One of the things that that does is it limits their thinking because they are thinking about the org chart as it has been and the people as they are right now. And so what we would say is rather than going there, how do you do this? Step back and think about your direction and, and imagine what could be if you didn't have the burden of what has been. And you know, what if we were building the organization from scratch? What would we do on the leadership structure? What would we position it for? What would we want to be able to accomplish? So all of that's really key. And then being really um, tuned in to the objectives that you're trying to accomplish. See this, you know, Dan, you, you do this all the time, so I'm sure there's music to your ears, but yeah. you, know, you can see a lot. It doesn't matter in this process or any process, the objectives are not clear. And when they're not clear, 
it just doesn't have the same successful outcome as it might if you have clear objectives. So be clear there. And then be clear on your guidelines. You know, if you want to make sure that there's enough time for people to think and develop, then make sure that the people plan you put in place creates that opportunity to have the time to think and develop. You can say with no more, you know, this structure, these structures have to create X amount of time for mm -hmm. our leaders. The other side of this too is what about the number of direct reports? That's something that can also sometimes be an obstacle for leaders on how they spend their time. So it could be also no more than X amount of reports, three to five direct reports. So with those, then they can dive into the actual planning. And I know I'm going a little bit here, but that's a little bit of, of how they might start. The process is again, making sure they give it focus and priority and not starting from what they have, but really stepping back and thinking about what they could have and imagining that. I would imagine that conversation, the imagining what they need to have, you know, depending on the environment and changes. You know, we talked about swift changes, but even before, you know, the the inflation and, and the war in Ukraine and cryptocurrency, things were moving fast anyway. Just sheer competition was doing that. So now this is so you need that anyway, but I would imagine that's pretty hard. Yeah to conceptualize. <laughs> so, yeah. And developing something like this, I would imagine it's it, you don't just do it in a day. Thinking it's going to take a lot of time. There's a lot of there's there's a lot to it and a lot of debate, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is very very true. Uh this is not a 1-hour conversation and we're done. It's a it's truly a process if you think about this. You might spend a day starting off having the conversation to begin thinking about it, but likely it's going to go over the course of months in order to really go through and think through this process, which would be no different than most any other strategic initiative. You don't normally finish those in a day. If you did, then maybe you, you know, maybe they're not strategic. Maybe they're not strategic enough or, you know, stretched enough. So it's that it is absolutely that that same idea. And the other thing, too, is just being relentless about the approach to your point, like just the obstacle of imagining what could be and trying to take yourself out of the process uh, in terms of where you might fit into what you're building. That's really hard. So what we see is groups create working agreements and they are relentless about coming back and saying, no, 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 no. We're getting stuck in what has been. We're getting stuck in the people. Let's let's keep our focus first and foremost when we start off on making sure we're imagining what could be. You will get to the people in this. You have to get to the people at some point. But when you start off, that's not where you want to start. I would imagine that part of this process, just like when, you know, when we're looking at actual, you know, processes that doers are doing and stuff, it's not just you look at it and, and you create the plan and then it's done. I would imagine that there's an assessment of the progress built in and the changes that are needed going on because creating this, you know, just I would expect if I'm a CEO, if I'm going to be, you know, one of the key people responsible in in creating this, there's going to be mistakes. You're going to make assumptions about something. You're going to make have errors and correcting those errors need to be part of the plan. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So all along the way, you want to be assessing it. Uh, are, are we on track? And even before getting into the, I'll say the actual executing of the plan, one thing that we talk about is actually create three different structures first okay. and do that because it helps stretch your thinking and it helps you be more creative about 
what could help us accomplish the objectives and fit within the guidelines. Then ultimately you pick one and that's the one you start moving on. But what it helps to your point, Dan, is there might be some assumptions mm-hmm. and biases or things that maybe just weren't present. And once you got into it, as you're doing the assessments, maybe the timing isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. It's the plan you want, but it's not going to be executed fast enough or the people aren't going to be ready soon enough. Well, so by having the other the other two plans, you've already proactively and intentionally thought through other options and maybe those become a better option now based on your timing and still then you get into it and you say are we on track and of course this is anything any any project or initiative are we on track are we having the uh, intended impact strategic impact that we're looking for and with people you know a little different than if you were working on improving a process with people it's especially important because people are not just black and white there's a whole lot of gray so are they moving the direction? Are you seeing the strengths, building, closing the gaps? All of that is part of the process. So on this, Brian, what is more difficult? And I know it. it, it I might get the, well, it depends answer. I get it. You yeah. know, so if you just elaborate if you can. What, what's, what's more difficult is the creation of the plan or the, the three different scenarios, so to speak, or is it the execution? Yeah, it, it is and it depends, it, it depends, <laughs> but I will elaborate. So I'll say each have their unique challenges when yeah. it comes to what, what makes them difficult. Uh, the creation of the plan, and I know I've touched on this, but it's really important. The creation of the plan, some of the biggest obstacle is the ability for people to take themselves out of it. Because it's very natural when you're thinking about the structure and, and, and you do want the C-suite involved in the thinking it can be hard for people to say, well, I'm the CFO or I'm the CLO, but I'm not seeing where that might go in this future structure or people seeing a role that they really want and, and, and advocating for it. So that that's really difficult on the thinking uh, yeah. is really stepping back and saying, let's not think about the history and let's not put myself into it. The other piece on the thinking too is, is making sure that uh, you are being creative and critical in your thinking and not just being... I'll say on things of like desired characteristics and roles and responsibilities, really think about those things in a very narrow range. Think about how all of that works together as a team. Think about, think beyond technical skills, think leadership presence, all of that. The execution side then is difficult because we go back to your, your, it's people. Mm-hmm. And just like executing any project, you hit roadblocks along the way. And so how do you overcome those roadblocks? And and again, people sometimes development of people, it's you plant a seed and maybe it flowers the next day or maybe it flowers in six months, but you have no idea. It's it's less tangible sometimes in looking at are we on track? It's more the difficulty that which is what makes it difficult. So it's more about are we putting in the effort right now, even if we may not see the results we want just yet. So both are really challenging. Okay. All right. All right. Makes sense. So is part of this, and I'm speculating, but I'm I'm okay being told I'm wrong too, is it is there a um, cultural, you know, assessment or possible change in, included in this? Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, there, I'll answer the latter part of your question first. 
just from changing the structure because you you might be realigning departments and people and the way that you want the organization to work together there will be cultural change that that's just going to be okay. part of this process and because you might have departments now reporting up to different folks and that person is a different type of leader and and again you go on the desired characteristics that can also change that can also change the culture a cultural assessment that could be part of the process depending on what your objectives are it may be this process the strategic people planning process comes out of a cultural assessment where you say it's not working that assessment's not necessarily a requirement to do this process it may just be included in the process it may just happen as a natural part of the process depending on what you're looking for and then dan i thought of one other thing i want to go back to your question on the challenge I'll say in all of this, what you know, execution versus planning is having enough time. That's a huge piece of this is how do you create more time? That's also in both planning and execution where we see people running a challenge because it feels like it's this, this thing you need to add on top of what you're doing, yeah. especially on the execution side and the leadership development. Like I need to get all my, you know, all my work done work in quotes. And now I need to develop as a leader. And so finding ways to make sure you're delegating and developing your emerging talent and and changing the way you approach leadership development and how you value your time, meaning you value the thinking and development versus valuing the production. Those are all things that are really helpful in addressing that. But it's hard. It is hard because it's it's just a, it feels like another thing that you have to do. Yeah, so I'm glad you went back to that. Does this is this limited to the C-suite? No, the short answer is no. When you create those structures where we say is those three structures is start CEO, C-suite, and the next level. And when you think about that next level too, is you want to think about the purpose of the C-suite. Also, what's the purpose of that next level? Are they a team? Or are they individual contributors? Are they are they executing and implementing components of the strategy or executing really actually responsible for strategic implementation. So executing the whole strategy. So getting clear on that. Plus, when you think about executive succession planning, it helps create some clarity on who might be able to step up to that next level. It also helps the organization and you as you're creating the structure, the team see, oh, this is the alignment we're going for because these folks are have these types of responsibilities. So that's also an important piece on the clarity. So yes, you go to the next level uh, just below the C-suite. Okay, all right. And, and I would imagine like you, you brought up the the time, just the time it takes. And yeah. I think regardless of industry, they're getting hit with all kinds of stuff, right? It's you know massive staffing challenges. Okay, you know with the, the supply chain, how do you just produce inventory to sell? And, and things like that. So it's the problems are, are so different now, mm-hmm. which is probably makes the case why organizations need to do this even more. Yes. Okay. To be able to adjust, be able to weave, bob and weave, that kind of thing, um, as they go through, you know, the ups and downs and the ripples of business, uh, to to be able to do that. So I would imagine setting expectations of. You, know, you talked about this is it one day or is it is it even one week? I would imagine this takes significant amount of duration, not you know also effort, but the time frame for it 
yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a while that constant assessment and yeah not falling back into so okay we got it we're executing the plan we're doing good i have my time to think and to move and not letting the day-to-day -day creep back into where it's taking 110 percent of your time yeah no it's a good it's a good point so even even after you're all done and there's there's the duration of the planning is longer than a day and the execution is certainly longer than a day because you're trying to change habits and behaviors and structures and then after that dan to your point yeah do do frequent check-ins and it could be as simple as a thumbs up thumbs down but am i spending my time the way i'm supposed to am mm -hmm. i falling back on old structures and old habits or are new things coming up and i'm saying i need to step in to get that piece done and if you're doing that i just want to hit this point um, for a moment if you're finding that you feel like you need to be the one producing ask yourself the hard question is that about you or is that about your team meaning are you the one that's feeling like you have to control because that's just the way you are or do you not trust your team to be able to execute and depending on the answer then make a tough decision about what it is and that's part of that ongoing assessment that you're talking about dan is even once this is all done you say yep plans implemented we feel good about where we are you don't stop and then say we never think about it again you're constantly thinking about it yeah that's uh i think that's one of the the tougher traits of um or behaviors to start getting you know progression on in in organizations regardless of the organization it's tough to yeah. do however the ones that we see at least with some of the work that that I've been doing is not in this area, but getting those behavior changes and seeing them. When you get on a video call with them, you see them in person, you see the light in their face and their eyes and they're happy because, hey, this yeah. is working. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, this yeah. this is working. You know, ha having having that time to think it's interesting when when we were talking through this, I, I mentioned to you, I you know, I, I had no travel in the month of March. I, I wanted some time to sit and develop and think. And oh my goodness, the the clarity of thought. And now we're moving on. We can actually help our clients more now as a result of that. So building that in yeah. is good to do. It wasn't easy to get there. It took time to develop it, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't easy to get there, but but the the fruit that it's creating is is just enormous. So yeah. What what's some of the more what makes this process more successful? Yeah, so some of this is going to sound familiar and I'm going to hit it again. Uh, one is just being committed. That's the number one thing that right. makes this process successful is be committed to it. Uh, another thing that helps is sometimes when it comes to people and talent, there's like this this view or assumption like, well, that's mostly HR and training. Mm -hmm. And this process is not it is beyond hr and training so including the whole c-suite in the process the ongoing assessment the development because the c-suite also needs to develop too you know you think about as and i'm going to go on a tangent here for a moment is the c-suite you know as as people move up in the organization and they arrive at the c-suite more of their focus in the organization's focus becomes on training and development for their their downline for their direct reports Mm -hmm. But we go back to why is this important? Things are changing so fast. The C-suite also needs to, to develop. So making sure they're involved in the process, the thinking, the conversations and decisions, 
and then that they're also involved in their own in the development piece of it, making sure that that makes it successful. And then another piece is don't don't wait. Start now. Sometimes there's a well, let's just get this next thing done or once we have a little more clarity, we can get started on this process and our experience in working with with clients is that the sooner they start, the better. And I'll say that in two different ways. The sooner, the sooner they start on the planning piece, the better. They're that much farther ahead, especially knowing that it takes a little bit to plan and think everything through. At the same time, the leadership development, which normally falls more on like the execution piece of yeah. this, you can still start that now. You don't have to wait for the plan because there are going to be skills and traits and behaviors that are good to develop regardless. Strategic thinking, critical thinking, every leader can keep getting better. Direct conversations, uh, especially between C-suite members as a team, really good for their direct reports a lot of times, a little uh, more hesitant on having direct communication between each other because there's an assumption people got it. They don't want to step on their toes. So anyways, those are all things like start now. That Those, those are things that make that process successful. Yeah, so um, I would imagine, let's just say there's unplanned turnover. You have your plan. Yeah. And there's unplanned turnover. The, you know, for lack of better terms, the onboarding of a new executive new to the institution, right? And new to that management team and bringing them into this, you know, you're, you're developing the succession plan and they're a part of it. I would imagine some of that's going to come out in the interviews and, and they're getting to know each other and that kind of stuff before decisions yeah. are made. But onboarding them into this and how are they doing is, I would imagine that's going to be a, um, I don't know if it's going to be difficult or easy because it's a newer, it's a newer individual or not. They're not used to that culture. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, so onboarding can be challenging for anybody that's new to the organization, you know, regardless. This, in some ways, I'll say it makes it easier for the organization because they've already gone through and said, this is what is important to us. So when we when we need to, if we have unplanned transition, first off, we can look internally because we're clear on what we need and we've been developing internally already. So maybe we've got somebody that can step in mm -hmm. and that's fantastic which is also a great message to the organization that we're focused on internal development, not you have to go external to get any sort of opportunity. But if you do have to go external, you've already said, look, we understand the role and responsibilities. We've got clarity there. We understand the desired characteristics that we want for that role. That already is providing filters on who you go find. And then when the person's coming in, you can also share that with them. It's clear to them doesn't mitigate some of the, the integrations and relationship building, but it does help the organization be more clear on the who could fulfill that role and what you're looking for and lead more likely leads to success. Oh, okay, good. Well, I know this conversation has helped me quite a bit and yeah you know th thanks for taking the time for me to ask these questions. Yeah, yeah. I might good. even have more, but yeah. um, anything you want to summarize with for our listeners? Uh, a you know, a couple of things. Just go back to the why. Uh, that's important. You know, just keep remembering why and how important talent is. And no matter how much technology and automation you put in place, people still matter and are at the core of what you do. And so, being strategic in your approach is really important. And then I'll hit on the piece we just hit on: is start now. Okay. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks again, Brian. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Okay.